Welcome back to another episode of the Tile Money Podcast. My name is Luke Miller, your host. To get <laughs> Tile Money is strengthening the tile industry. We're doing this with our business education designed for contractors by contractors. This education is assisting tile contractors around the world to build sustainable, profitable businesses. The result is a stronger industry from the installer up. Today, I'm excited to have my friend Caleb Blair with me. He's in the studio today. Caleb is a veteran. He's a former contractor himself. He's the CEO at Monkey Wrench Marketing. Caleb works and talks with a lot of contractors and helps them with their online marketing. So I'm very excited to have Caleb in the office today. We've got a great topic. We're going to be talking about leveraging social media to elevate your brand to uh, a bit of a celebrity status. See, Caleb believes that as the contractor, you want your brand. You want to be the local celebrity when it comes to all things, building homes, real estate, contracting, remodeling. You want people to know your name. So we're going to talk to him about how he did this for his business and how he helps tile or contractors, tile, plumbing, whatever, contractors of, of all sorts, do this for their business today. Before we bring him into the studio, though, I do want to thank Ladycrete International, one of our sponsors, uh, getting in and sponsoring this podcast from a very early start. And I believe the idea was, uh, and the reason this happened was because when I met David Rothberg in 2018 at Tice, I told him about the podcast and what I was doing with Tile Money and what I wanted to do. And his eyes lit up when I mentioned that this was a business educational contractor focused podcast to assist them build better businesses so thank you david for believing in tile money and giving back to tile installers tile contractors in this unique way thank you way to create international for being so supportive of the industry i also want to plug in uh, tile nation together with my three partners we are providing advanced education for tile installers we're offering a three and a five day porcelain panel training class uh, that's in Omaha, Nebraska. We have a 5,000-square-foot warehouse located there. We have multiple learning opportunities. If you're interested in panel porcelain panels, visit thetilenation.com to learn more. And if you want to stay in touch with all things Tile Nation, you can uh, join their texting service. Uh, all you have to do is text the word Tile Nation, one word, no space, Tile Nation, to the phone number 877-630-3260. What's going on, Caleb? What's up, Luke? Not How much? are you, man? I'm doing great, brother. How are you? Uh, man, I am blessed more than I deserve, that's for sure. Oh, I love it. I love it. That's a good way to live. What have you been up to lately? Uh, so we had a bit of a busy uh, busy few we- few days here. We had some friends in town, uh, some family from the other state of Florida. They live in Melbourne. We're over here in Bradenton. They came over for two nights. We had a good time with them, went to a little concert, local thing. Nothing big, nothing major, just a little local reggae concert. Had a good time. And then uh, now my brother's in town for a few days. So been doing a little bit of sightseeing and a little bit of work and living life, man. Life is good. I love to hear that, man. It uh, it really brings me joy at a fundamental level when I hear about guys that are getting what they deserve out of the business. Does that make sense? Like they're not Saturdays and Sundays on a job site for 14 hours yeah, yeah. <laughs> at, a, at a fundamental level, man, it makes me happy. You know, I think that it's maybe why I do this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, I tell you what, that was, that's been one of my, you know, points that I've always, you know, kind of honed in on is, Hey, 
you know, don't ignore your families. I mean, we work so hard for our families, and I've we've all seen it time and time again, you know, even probably in our own family history tree, you know, that work, you know, we, we have to work. We have to provide. But we get into this mode where it's like we got to work, 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 and we just we forget what we're working for. Well, we're working for our families. So the number one thing you've got to give them is yourself, you know, without – Without yourself, you know, there is no family, so um, it's, it's just harder to move forward. But, you know, it's, it's so important to hang on to those, those weekends, like you said, any, any, um, any time you can spend with the family. Not to get uh, too deep down a rabbit trail, but I, I think that a lot of it comes from a bad framework around the value of, of the, the husband, the father, you know, mm. uh, the intrinsic value of a man. Right. Mm. Uh, I think a lot of us need to reframe the conversation around mm. what it is that we bring to the table. Right. It's not just a paycheck. It's not just commodities in life. It's not just uh, financial security. Right. It's all of these other securities. It's all of these other needs, you know, yeah. that we also bring to the table. And not just that they're needs that people, you know, want and need from us and it's a drain, but uh, from the side of like that is where I'm valuable. You know what I mean? Like this yeah. is as, as a father. I don't just carry weight because I make a lot of money. I carry a lot of weight because I'm empathetic, because I've coached my son to, to harness his emotions, to be focused himself, you know, these other yeah. things that instill that sense of purpose in ourselves. Yeah. I think that that's something that is a reason that so many contractors are grinding so hard is it's because it's at a fundamental level the, the, the deepest sense of purpose they've ever experienced. If that makes sense, is in the project completion itself. It's in the client fulfillment itself. It's in the client satisfaction themselves. Mm. And, you know, it, it is that eternal chase for purpose and for, like, why do I exist here on this rotating planet? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's deep, man. No, I, I can see that. I can see that. It's uh, it's fulfillment every single job, you know. It's, it's, it's self-worth. It becomes who you are. Um, it, it really does, you know. Um, and it can consume you. It can consume you. I mean, it is, you know, it's funny, too, because so many of us um, seem to struggle with addictions or, you know, have that in our history. Um, and and I do. so many tile installers in particular are OCD, you know, and this, this job can consume you and just become you. Um, so it's important, like you're saying, Caleb, to remember how many other important roles we play in in the lives we live and, and the people, our community, our family, right? Um, we're so much more than just that job. Um, that's a, that's a part of us. It's a huge part of who you are as a tradesperson, though. And this really ties in with our, with our topic. Well, right. Because, yeah. uh, we're here to talk about, you know, becoming a local celebrity and I hate to break it to a lot of contractors, but your business is never going to be a celebrity, right? You're going to be a celebrity. Mm. Your face is, your story is, your personality is, mm. right? And that doesn't come, as much as it's a requirement for the job, it doesn't come from your intricate installation knowledge, mm. right? It comes from your communication styles. It comes from your lifestyle. It comes from your your core fundamental identity, right? And so is that identity just as a tile setter or is that identity as an influential community service provider, I think that's something that's, you know, a huge, great introduction here to just where we're going with it, right? It is. It's is. Is framing the conversation around who are you. It is. Right? It, you can't expect anybody else to, to fall in love with who you are if you don't even know who you are. Man, another deep one. Well, listen, we're going deep <laughs> quick. And I'm the, I'm the worst host here. I didn't even do a very good job of introducing you. Please 
Who the heck are you? Where are you at in the world? What do you do? Oh, man. Sorry. I, I truly love this stuff. I truly... Uh, no, you don't have to apologize. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Thanks for bringing the passion, brother. To give a little backstory to everybody, my name's Caleb. Hi. You know, nice to meet you. I'm an addict. I'm... <laughs> um, as much as that's true, I was making an AA joke there, but... Uh, I am a former contractor, I'm a veteran, I'm a father, uh, I'm a serial entrepreneur, I'm also very young, right? Anybody that's watching the video here is going to recognize that I'm in my mid-20s. You know, I, I, I don't want people to uh, come to the conversation with the perspective of why is this kid telling me things, right? What does he know? Because I'll be the first one to tell you, there's a whole lot in the world that I don't know, mm -hmm. right? But there have been some things that I've been able to do really well and to figure out really well. And I very much so live by the philosophy of hammer in on your strengths and outsource delegate your weakness. And so uh, the only thing I had ever known my entire life was construction. As a teenager, I was uh, on my neighbor's painting company and, uh, you know, swept brooms, learned how to cut lines, uh, just really got absorbed into the blue collar lifestyle, right? At 17, I joined the military, joined the infantry, that blue collar lifestyle kind of continued through that whole process of my life. And I came out of it really feeling out of place, right? Like I didn't, I didn't really feel like I belonged anywhere at all. But if there was a place that I found home, it was in the blue collar community, right? The rough and tough, the lack of emotional uh, sensitivity, right? The uh, ability to self-independently succeed. That makes sense. Like you can be a rock star mm -hmm. on your own. Yeah. You're not as reliant on uh, your coworkers to make you succeed. If that makes sense, it's, sure. it's as much as it's a team effort, it's not in so many ways. And um, I, I went back to it, honestly, because it was the only thing I knew, right? I didn't recognize all this at the time. I didn't have the awareness as a 21-year-old to say, this is who I am, and this is why I enjoy the, the blue-collar community. But looking back on it, that was a lot of what played into it. But at the same time, I was going through my own identity crisis. I was going through my own trauma. I delved, dived really deep into addiction. I was struggling with cocaine for a hot minute over a year. It was eight ball a day, just, <laughs> man, oh. not doing well, right? Yeah. And uh, it, working full-time, working two full-time jobs, whole, kind of like a, a chicken or egg thing there, right? Which sure. one came first, the Coke or the two jobs? But <laughs> um, it was, for me, a poverty mindset thing. Uh, yeah. and, and not just poverty, but a scarcity mindset thing, sure. right? Like, sure. I didn't believe in myself. I didn't... Uh, I, I was only a carpenter, right? Outside of an infantryman that knew how to go to war, the only value that I had to bring to the world was as a carpenter, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. going back to where the words I started the conversation originally, I had no intrinsic value in myself outside of what I did at work. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I could make money there and I could take care of my family and I did a really good job at work. And that was all that I knew about myself if you asked me who I was, you know? The problem was is that, uh, funny enough, I had zero problems working at really great companies with active addiction issues as long as I didn't let it interfere, if it makes sure. sense. Yeah. The minute that I wanted to take half day uh, a week to go to therapy and like turn my life around, that was a problem. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, I, I found Gary V kind of at the same point, and it was the first time I had ever even in, been introduced to the concept of entrepreneurship or business ownership. Uh, at all, let yeah. alone in the sense of you can do whatever you want to be happy and still pay your bills. Right. That whole concept, I was like, the fuck you mean? Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> and so I was like, you know, okay, maybe, you know, maybe money isn't everything. Could I just be a handyman for $35,000 a year and be happy? You know, could I go to therapy? Could I live my own lifestyle? Like, I had never even thought about working for myself before. I never, I never knew an entrepreneur. I never, you know, uh, the business owner that I worked for as a teenager was not, uh, he was your typical contractor that wasn't happy that he was a contractor. It didn't sure. make sense. Yeah. Just hated his life. Yeah. And so, so it wasn't attractive at all. It, pretty much. Wasn't right? on your radar. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't on your radar as a career choice. Yeah. And so, like, let alone a desire. Right. Right. <laughs> um, and so I kind of just started to, to just appreciate uh, maybe what other things in life had to offer for the first time, right? Like peace, like yeah. uh, flexibility, like, you know, these things as a 22-year-old, I was like, what do you mean I can make my own schedule, right? <laughs> um, pretty quickly, though, uh, it went from me being a handyman to me running two crews and absolutely falling in love with the game, you yeah. know, just the game of business, the game of, uh, I call it labor arbitrage, right? Like how how well can you efficiently arbitrage labor into currency and um i mean i can't i can't go into enough of how much i truly 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 fell in love with the systemization of the fulfillment itself right like how 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 efficient can i make the installation process right Mm -hmm. what products what what methods what techniques what tools can we use to cut man hour time on this right um and Going back to that like OCD thing, mm-hmm. not gonna say if it's if it's. But from there, you know, I really recognized and learned that what I didn't love was the trades. What I loved was business. You know, mm-hmm. trades was just where I grew up. It was sure. where I felt at home. It was the community that I, as a veteran, as a, a kid that grew up uh, homeschooled and in the trades, I didn't really know anything else, and so yeah. it was home for me. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to do the work. You know what I mean? I started to recognize that I enjoyed the concept of projects. I enjoyed the concept of the fulfillment in it, right? And the purpose that I got from seeing the beautification of taking this old nasty bathroom, you know, it's from the sixties with mold in every corner and like hasn't seen daylight in a few years and absolutely, you know, revitalizing it, seeing the client's face. Like I recognize my biggest lack or my biggest uh, want was that fulfillment. You know what I mean? It was that purpose. It was like, why am I here? What am I doing? What is it that drives me, right? Whether it's from too much drugs, whether it's from trauma, recognized I might have a dopamine production issue, right? And mm-hmm. so, uh, and there's serotonin, I think, is the one that gives you that, like, fulfillment feeling. Mm-hmm. And so, for me, it was the only area I'd ever experienced it at all was in professional ventures mm-hmm. that I felt fulfilled, you know, that I felt accomplished, right? I had never felt that as a man in any other way of life. Yeah. And so... When I started to recognize these things about myself, um, I started to really look at what I was doing well compared to where I was at, right? And so going on that hammering in on your strengths uh, and then delegating your weaknesses, I recognized that I wasn't the best construction owner, right? Like I'm not, not ever going to say I was. You know, I ran my business for three years and we did a lot in three years. But honestly, it wasn't my thing, right? Like at the end of the day, I wasn't fully happy with the experience. I didn't like being trapped to a region. I didn't being like... I'm sure you can relate, Luke. I didn't like yeah. having to feel like I had to stay there mm-hmm. for my business to continue. You know, sure. I really wanted that remote lifestyle. My son was in Alaska. My business was in New York. Yeah. And I really had a lot of conflict of interest there. Yeah, um, definitely. And so looking at what I did well, what I recognized was that I built my business in a town that I had just moved to, to get away from the drugs and to get clean and to turn my life around and didn't know anybody. But what I was able to do was leverage Facebook to mm-hmm. become famous in my local community. 
right? And that's kind of the tagline of the day is, is famous local celebrity. Yep. But what does that look like? What does that feel like? What does it smell like? You know, um, to me, how that manifested was I use social media to implement the concept of word of mouth, like everybody refers to in the mm-hmm. industry, by building relationships on social media. I didn't go on social media and try to sell my product. I didn't go on social media and try to get attention in my business. I went on social media to try to meet people. Mm-hmm. I went on social media like it was a BNI, twenty four seven, come and go as you please. Mm-hmm. You know, used Facebook groups, used uh, you know friends of friends, just everything that I could to try to meet people in my local area. Yeah. Try to get them to know who I was and get them to either decide that they didn't like me or that they loved me. Right? I'm very contradictory as an individual. You know what I mean? I'm very black and white. Like, I don't bother, like, trying to get people to like me. If you're not going to like me, you're going to realize it pretty quickly, and we're going to move on. (laughs) And so this is where it all ties in with that personal brand piece. And I apologize. I've rambled for a hot minute here, so I'm going to take a break in a second. Yeah, no, I love it. I'm enjoying it, for sure. Thank you. (laughs) Good. I'm glad somebody enjoys my rambles. (laughs) I, uh, I was able to turn who I was into attention to my business, yeah, right? Because at the end of the day, who is this young 23-year-old, 24-year-old, 25-year-old guy that's out here in some way, shape, or form educated about the subject of construction because he's answering these questions, he's helping me with my DIY project, he's you know posting insightful tips and local homeowner groups around ways to maintain your property or to keep uh, carpenter ants from coming in or whatever else it may be, right? Yeah. Like, who is this kid? What is he doing? What is he, you know, what is he about? And then that opens up the door because you got the attention that then is converted into your business. At the end of the day, business's most valuable currency is attention, right? If you get enough eyeballs on you and you check the bare minimum box of you know providing your client a quality product, everything else falls into place. Mm-hmm. And so I think most people just get confused on that concept of attention being allocated to you versus the business, right? People, unless they're already shopping, don't care about your business. Mm-hmm. Unless they're actively looking for somebody to tile their bathroom, they don't care about the tile company. Mm-hmm. They care about you any day of the week because yeah. you're a person, They'll because there's emotional you. attachment. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. You know? and, and so when you look at how easy it is to purchase that currency of attention, you know, saying that, you know, hi, I'm, I'm ABC Tile, mm-hmm. is much harder to capture attention than it is to say, hi, I'm Caleb, and this is who I am. So when you're online and you're on, I mean, you know, how, how do you do it in such a way? Because it's, you, it's easy to say, like, look, I'm going to befriend these people. I'm going to meet these people on the Internet. I'm going to get to know them, and they're going to get to know me without selling myself, right? So how do you, how do you make them aware of what you do um, and what kind, of, what kind of local hangouts were? You, you mentioned Facebook. Is this primarily all Facebook we're talking about today? Honestly, we, we can definitely talk about other platforms. I believe that Facebook is the most leverageable platform for yeah. sales. Um, I think that it's the highest ROI producing platform. So if we want to keep it on Facebook, it's the one I believe in the most. But we could definitely discuss other platforms. Well, and it's up. yeah. Well, let's start with Facebook for sure. Um, so if I, I move to a new city, you know, and I want to I want to get in with the local the local people. I want to get you know. First thing I'm going to do is create my business page fill out my profile where I live, et cetera, et cetera. Then I'm going to start interacting and joining groups or local pages. Tell me what I'm looking for when I'm looking for, like take me through the process if I just move somewhere Absolutely. and I want to implement this. 
So the first step is to essentially build your profile, right? If you're one of those guys that has a picture of Bugs Bunny as your profile picture and it's, you know, uh, an NFL meme on your cover photo, chances are when people go to your page, they're not going to stay, right? At least not for the reasons that you want them to. And so one of the first things that I like to tell people is to make your profile page be very business oriented, right? Mm-hmm. Pretend it is a business page, pretend it's a LinkedIn, have your, have your work history in there, have yeah. links in there, have your cover photo be clear, have it be a very, very, very immediate representation of what you do, right? Oh, that's tile. Okay. Right. Like yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. And, um, Something to keep in mind here is people will find your personal page and then they'll channel to your business page. Mm. So I'm a big fan of having your bio be something catchy about what you do, right? So I beautify bathrooms, Mm. right? Like I help homers beautify their bathrooms and increase the equity in their home. Mm. Find out more below and then there's a link, right? That's how you continually kind of push people back to the business from the personal page. Sure. So the first thing you do before you go trying to find people to see the page, you want to make sure that the page is in order, right? It's kind of a... You would think a no-brainer, but you'd be amazed how many times you see business owners trying to sell their services, but then you go to their page and you have no idea that they're a business owner other than the fact that they're commenting on something. Yeah. <laughs> the second thing that I would do is then I would go and I would go to uh, the search function and I would you can filter when you search for groups, pages, posts, people. I would search homeowner, just that one word, and I would go to groups and I would find homeowner groups. Most of the time, they're filtered by location, right? They're going to be the ones closest to you or, or most associate with where your Facebook account is attached to. It's pretty smart. Sometimes you might have to add some some towns, some counties, some homeowner association names, right? You can find these different sub 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 that excuse me sub segmented groups mm-hmm. uh, underneath that kind of homeowner umbrella, right? Mm-hmm. Um, another great one is is. Uh, Moms pages is a great hit, right? All of the local moms always have their own Facebook community groups. Okay. Um, another big one as well is parents, right? Uh, not just parents, but uh, the elementary school, right? The elementary school almost always has like a, a Facebook group for the parents. Yeah. And so that's one of my favorites is going to hit the high school, elementary, and middle school uh, okay. community groups. Yeah. Um, and then what I'm going to do when I actually get there is I'm going to go to the members tab, right? Something that most people, a lot of people don't realize is that you, when you go to the members tab, there's a, a group in there called members with things in common. And so that is the algorithms already telling you which people in that group are going to be most likely to be interested in the things that you normally talk about, interact with, read about, whatever you spend your time on Facebook already doing, those are the people that enjoy doing the same things, right? So those are the people that are most likely to be your homies, mm-hmm. for lack of better words. And so I'll go through there and every day I'll add 15, 20, 30 friends every day from those groups and uh, just essentially expanding your audience, Okay. right? You can only tell the same story so many times. Sure. It's something to, to keep in mind is that I only want to hear the same thing from you. You know, I, I only want to hear your story so many times before I'm like, yeah, I got it. Okay. You know, if I wasn't interested, then I'm not interested now sure. kind of concept. So those are the two big pieces that I think are framework that a lot of people miss is being able to capture the attention when you get it and then being able to continually bring in new attention, mm-hmm. right? And then you get to the piece that everybody always talks about, which is the content itself. Everybody's always talking about content, but nobody's ever talking about uh, getting fresh uh, attention on the content or how to turn that content into conversions. Mm-hmm. And so this is kind of the last piece of the puzzle is when it comes to your content, ask, don't tell. 
it's a big thing that I say, right? You don't want to be necessarily telling them anything. You want to be opening up the doors for conversations, mm-hmm. right? The point of Facebook is not to close a sale. The point of Facebook is to open up a DM conversation, which then leads to a call, which then leads to an in-home consultation, which then leads to a sale, yeah. right? So yeah. often we try to jump from Facebook post to close. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and we miss all of these critical relationship building steps along the way. Because yeah. even if they don't go from a DM to a call, you still made a lasting, impactful memory there. They still know who you are now. They still are going to see you pop up in their feed, and you're still going to be top of mind to those individuals, more so than them just scrolling past your post with another highlight of your photos, right, or your recent project, and bam, it's gone. And so that's one of the biggest things I like to tell people is you honestly don't have to promote yourself. You just have to let people get to know you, and that happens through conversation. And so the point shouldn't be to highlight, promote, uh, inform anything. It should be to get feedback, right? And so uh, very easily, like a, a use case example is as a tile setter, have you ever had, sorry, doing this on the fly, have you taken pictures of a tile project in progress before? If so, drop them below. We'll tell you, you know, what we think of the installation, right? You're opening up the door for them to give you feedback, for them to tell you their story, for you to say, yes, this this contractor did a great job. You know, here's the, you know, here's things he did right. This is what we're super impressed by. Mm -hmm. You have no worries to worry about. You know, you can phrase it as like a free shower audit. Yeah. You know, whatever it may be. The point is to get comments because you can talk to those people in the comments. Sure. I could go real deep on the algorithms, you know. Um, I I think I could summarize it by saying the more people are coming back to your post to continue a conversation in the comments, the more Facebook realizes that your content is highly valuable, right? If somebody is coming back to continue the conversation, that means that they're highly invested in in what you have to say and who you are, and it's going to do amazing things for your exposure and, and, you know, the evil algorithms in general. But in addition to that, it's also creating those emotional memories with people, Right. Every time that you act, you log a memory with it. Right. And so there's a difference in absorbing and acting when it comes to how we remember things, how we emotionally attach to things, how we recollect things when the time comes. Mm -hmm. Something I like to tell people often is that you're never going to convince somebody that they need a new kitchen. Mm -hmm. You're only going to be the option when it comes time to get a new kitchen. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so so often we're not trying to convince them to get a kitchen as much as we're trying to make sure they remember us when it is time to do their kitchen. Mm -hmm. And so with that being said, the more times that you can get them to act back towards you in any way, whether that's leaving a comment, whether that's, you know, uh, engaging with uh, a link, whether that's, you know, the link in bio going back to that, whether it's anytime you can get them to do something, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a massive win in the client relationship building. I like that. I like that. So you're getting them to, do something, you know, uh, asking them a question, getting them engaged. Um, and then I, I, I picked up on what you heard, you know, the more conversation you have in that post, uh, the better if it's, you know, post on your personal or Facebook page, business page. Um, so if somebody's commenting, I, I should, you know, answer their question and then maybe ask them another question. Like keep the, try man. to keep that conversation going. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I just had a really uh, great use case example yeah. pop to mind. Yeah. So say that you do have a project that you just finished and you're really eager to, to showcase it and show off and you're really proud of it. Absolutely, you should do that. Let's talk about how you would do that. 
What I would do is I would have uh, like a poll or a contest, right? Hey, you know, uh, I just finished up a project over here and small mouth, uh, small town USA, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, in the comments, guess what color the tile was. Whoever gets it right gets a, you know, gets a $20 Lowe's gift card, mm-hmm. right? You have all these people dropping comments that yeah. are, you know, guessing at the tile. But then when the time comes to post the picture, you also now have 5, 10, 20 people that are waiting to see what the tile looks like, right? right. They're going to come look, check out the post. They have a reason to come to come want to see now on top of just, oh, yeah, let me go support my friend. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense? Yeah. And so, yeah. again, it's it's the bait that's on the hook yeah. more than just support your local small business, right? So many times you say, hey, support your local business and for the sake of it, right, instead of actually leveraging the relationship to make them want to. Yeah. I love what you said that, you know, this is really going to complement the the referrals that we all know and love and want, right? We all want referrals. Um, and this kind of just keeps, what is this? It's just you're, you're, you're staying in touch with your past clients. If you're very active on social media and they are, and you're friends with them, you know, you're staying in touch. Is that what you, you mean? And then they're going to remember you all the more so when their friend says, hey, do you know a tile guy? They're going to be like, yeah, I remember, and I know him. He's on Facebook. Here, let me just... Absolutely. Exactly, man. You know, it doesn't have to be when they are ready for a kitchen, but when they're scrolling through their own feed at 11 o'clock on the toilet, and they see in one of their other groups that you're not in, and they see, hey, guys, I'm looking for uh, somebody to tile my bathroom. Oh, heck yeah. I was just talking to Luke in a comment thread yesterday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love it. Immediately. Yeah. Luke is the first person that comes to mind. You're the only option in their mind. Yeah. You know, you are the, uh, they want to support you. You know, it is that whole, like, when you're friends with somebody, you want to help them. You want to enable them. I don't know if that's everybody, but, like, I enjoy tagging my friends when they can help somebody. Right. You know, like, right. it's not even necessarily about just my friends being supported, but I also know that that client's going to be taken care of. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's just putting more good energy out in the world. It's by creating more win-win situations through and through. And I think that that is a, a general principle of humanity. Maybe I'm naive and I just have too much hope in it still. But <laughs> something that I wanted to to touch on, we briefly uh, briefly went over it, um, was group engagements. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I kind of touched on it. I touched on adding members, but I didn't really talk about like how to interact with groups, right? Uh, and you brought it up as well as referrals a minute ago. And this is where I kind of wanted to dive into it. One of the biggest avenues that I found is success for contractors is investors and real estate agents have their own groups on Facebook as well, mm. right? Hudson right. Valley Real Estate Investors, sure. Hudson Valley Real Estate Agents. Uh, those are, even if you those aren't your avatar audience, even if that isn't who you want to be working with, it comes with that celebrity status, right? Even if you don't ever accept a job from them, you still want them talking about you. You still want them to know who you are. If they think that you're too good for them, that's not a bad thing. Right, like just because they won't hire you doesn't mean they won't have a little bit of heroism going on. I like that. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And so, oftentimes, we don't take uh, we we disqualify people because we don't think they're going to end up in a sale, so they're not worth our time to converse with. And I think that that is something that's very misplaced. And so, all that just to say that I oftentimes will go into those groups and talk about things no way, shape, or form work related because I'm literally just building relationships. Yeah. You know, oftentimes those groups don't have more than a thousand, two thousand members in them. Mm-hmm. Maybe five hundred of them are active. 
you're in there for three months, you know, communicating. There's a core group of 30 of them that get to know right. you. Right. And then they're going to, you're going to own that group then. You know, those 30 are going to be your, 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 your tag team. That's your, your street team. You know yeah. what I mean? That yeah. It doesn't take the whole world knowing about you. It just takes 60 critical people, mm. you know? Um, all of that just to say that, you know, use groups to, to literally just build relationships, mm-hmm. not even just sell. Right. I use the groups to find the people, to engage with the people, to get them to know me. If I have a really great conversation with somebody, I'll send them a friend request every time. You know, they're always going to accept. You're not just a random that's sending a friend request. Oh, I was just in the comments thread with this guy, mm-hmm. you know. And then on my personal wall, that's where I'll make my lead generation questions. Hey, who's looking to have their bathroom freshened up this year? You know, show me the Pinterest photos, <laughs> you know, and I found those people in groups, but I'm converting them on my wall. You know, uh-huh. when we talk about uh, it's the concept of converting from the wall to the comments, to the DMs, to uh, the consultations, you know, instead of jumping to the close, the groups are no different. You're not trying to skip the process going from group to close. Mm-hmm. You know, you're using groups to build your own personal audience. I like that a lot. Dude, this has been a powerful, valuable course on Facebook profiles and Facebook, you know, leveraging Facebook for your business. Thank you so much, dude. This is awesome. Absolutely, man. I I love this stuff so much. I feel like uh, I I obsess a little bit on human behavior and pattern recognition and social media gives me the opportunity to view all that from like a 10,000 foot view. That makes sense. I I can absorb so much human behavior in a short amount of time that... I've gone back to the very beginning of the conversation. It's, it's truly my passion, you know, going back to that, like, do what you love. I recognize that this is something that not only am I very good at, but I could literally do this all day for free because it's, it's, it's happy for me. It's the best way I can describe it. It is literally what brings me happiness in the world is being able to engage with other people, to build these relationships to provide value to people, even if I get nothing out of it. It's like going to church on Sunday afternoon potluck mm-hmm. 24-7. Nice, nice. That's <laughs> awesome, dude. That's really cool. Well, tell us, what what are your second and third favorite social media platforms for contractors today? I would say TikTok is a huge one up there. Okay. Um, there's a lot of flack that comes around with TikTok being a Chinese-based platform. But at the end of the day, I like to look at, you know, is it a business thing or is it a personal thing? Um, if it's a business thing, then it's about what it can do for you as long as it doesn't contradict with your core values. And so TikTok. Uh, what, 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 what types of, you know, biz, what types of strategies are you seeing contractors use on TikTok to generate leads? A big one that I'm seeing is tapping on to uh, trending audios and trending themes okay. and then making them homeowner twists. Right, it's not as much so about reinventing the wheel as much as finding what's already circulating, and then just literally, if it's a list, one, two, three, right? Common misconceptions, one, two, three. Mm-hmm. So what if it's for a, a makeup company, right? Take it, turn it around. Um, again, social media. Okay. If we're looking at it to close leads, it's easy to confuse the content purpose. If that makes sense. Uh huh. And so. Oftentimes, what I'm trying to do on social media is, you know, we talked a lot about building relationships today. The second piece of it would be establishing yourself as a subject matter expert, right? And so uh, the best thing that I can say is literally just document your day. So many times we try to hyper-focus on, uh, you know, creating the perfect kind of content Mm -hmm. when instead just documenting what we're seeing every Mm -hmm. day and what our thoughts are and, and 
literally, if you if you took one problem that you solved every day mm-hmm. and you just documented it, you know, a little quick three part video, you know, here's the problem, here's how we're solving it, here's after, little thirty second TikTok clip, that would do incredible for just establishing yourself as a subject matter expert, mm-hmm. right? Something that's interesting that a lot of people don't aren't talking about. Last year, 83% of homeowners went to social media to reference uh, a service provider before they went to their website. Really? Over 70% of them didn't even go to a website. Wow. That's crazy. And so it, it, it really is because of the, what we can observe on social media versus a website, and that is the social proof, mm. right? On a website, you're only being told an explicit message that has been perfectly constructed to portray what the organization wants you to know. Mm-hmm. Social media is the glass door of business, right? If they go to your social media and they see you being a rude asshole and you know being mean to people, even on your personal wall, right? Not even no. just the business page, no. but your personal account, you know. Or if you know, regardless of your political views, any one way or the other, if your sure. cover photo is. Uh, you know, one way or the other, yeah. Things like that, right? People are are absolutely verifying Mm -hmm. on social media as a way to qualify their contractors and the people that they're bringing into their homes and families, man. That's something I don't think enough of us think about, right? Is from the homeowner perspective, they're literally doing a risk assessment on who the person is that they're going to give complete unadulterated access to their family, to their livelihood, to their safety, to their well-being, not even at the job you do, but who's going to have a key to their house. Right. Right. And so, so much of, of what the purpose of social media is, is to validate, it's to verify, it's to authenticate, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, and so for me, you know, keeping in mind relationships being my number one focus, number two is going to be establishing that credibility as a subject matter expert, because I know people that see my yard sign or people that hear about me from a friend are going to search for me on Facebook. They're going to search for me on Instagram. They're going to see if I'm on TikTok. You know, mm-hmm. maybe not TikTok at first, right? But when they see that my Instagram my Instagram account is slamming, it's awesome. You know, they're going to yeah, yeah. start to get curious. What else yeah. is you know? What other platforms are they on? Sure. And then the algorithm starts to show you. You know, if you see Luke's uh, account on Instagram. It's only a matter of days before it shows up as a suggested account on TikTok anyways, you know, and uh, all of that to say that I really view social media as a positioning piece, Mm -hmm. right? And the relationships are built to position you, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to have relationships. It doesn't matter how well you position yourself if nobody's aware of it, right? So you have to have the relationships to position too, Mm -hmm. but... I want to continually be reminding them why I'm the better option, but it's not because of how good of a craftsman I am. It's because of how great of a man I am. It's because of my values. It's because of my honesty. It's because of my integrity. It's because of how much you like me as a person and how much we see eye to eye, which just makes you naturally want to work with me, mm-hmm. right? It's all of these other things that go into a healthy sales process and relationship uh, building that aren't just, hey, I can do your job uh, correctly. Yeah. I like that a lot, Caleb. That's I'm sorry if that was abstract. I definitely dude. went around the question like three times before I came back to it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude. You hit the nail on the head. Although you didn't answer what the third, what, what's your third favorite platform? Instagram. Instagram, yeah. Can I take that back? Yeah, go for it. Pinterest is quickly coming up in my radar really? here. Is, really? Yeah. So I'm learning a lot about Pinterest here lately. Yeah. Um, 
something that uh, getting a little bit into the tech side of marketing, mm-hmm. uh, Facebook and Instagram are very low when it comes to SEO rankings mm-hmm. and what Google and whatnot will pull out of it for an SEO ranking. Sure. LinkedIn is very high. Not common knowledge, Pinterest is is incredibly high on the value list when it comes to uh, what it takes into consideration to then authenticate and make a decision on. Mm-hmm. You know, Pinterest carries a weight of 100. Facebook and Instagram carry a weight of 10. And so oh, even wow. in the sense of what it does for other platforms, even when it does in the sense of authenticating your uh, digital spider web, if that mm-hmm. makes sense, mm-hmm. I'm really playing with I have three clients right now that I'm doing exploratory Pinterest campaigns on and whatnot. Yeah. But we're seeing a lot of really good results, man. And not just that, but think about it from the homeowner perspective. I don't know about your guys, but myself and every other contractor I've ever met has always had to deal with the life with a Pinterest account. Sure. Right? (laughs) So they're already there. That's already where they are for three months before they pull the trigger on a project. Yeah. Right? Like, tactically, it makes sense. Tactically, it's a great place Mm -hmm. for you to be found on. I did not expect that. That's awesome. I appreciate this information. Thank you for sharing. Out of the box, man. I'm really, uh, I'm looking forward to being able to put out some more stuff on Pinterest from like an executable, actionable, uh, lessons learned kind of perspective. Right now, the best I have to give you is you guys should be seeing what it does for you. I'm hoping in a few weeks or months here, we have some like real step-by-step, like, hey, here's what we found at the end of it. You know, here are like the biggest things to focus on. But right now I can tell you that uh, (laughs) I've seen more uh, traffic from Pinterest when it comes to like organic exposure than any other platform by like a five-time multiplier. Damn. Damn, that's good. That's really good. It's, it's really, really, really yeah. been blowing me out of the water. It's been only three weeks now. We've been kind of playing around with this. Yeah. Um, but it's it's been really, really cool to see. So Just because it is so out of the box. Yeah. You know I mean, it's I something mean, that comes to mind. Well, they've been around forever, and it, it was one of those things that was on my radar for, you know, for a while. But then it's just one of those things you forgot about or, you know, I forgot about my account and didn't, didn't keep it up and this and that. Are to your knowledge, it's a weird one to learn. Yeah, it's different. It's different than the other yeah. platforms and the learning curve, like the way you use it. It uh, it definitely is not one that you just turn on and and are fluent. If that makes sense. Sure, sure. In your opinion, are are they pushing? Is Pinterest like pushing a lot of money into it recently, or has it just kind of been that quiet thing in the background that's just been working, you know, doing its thing for all these years? I think it has more so to do with Google than mm-hmm. it does with Pinterest sure, and sure. more so how they're changing. Uh, and honestly, this is information that I came to know about in the past few months. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long it was true prior to that. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Sure. And so sure. very well could be the second one. But from just what I've been seeing with the way that Google is changing how they're ranking SEO, how they're incorporating the Google My Business into that ranking, uh, you know, all of these other with iOS 14, iOS 14.5, the way that we capture data and absorb it, et cetera, they've been having to change how they uh, rank the integrity of sites, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And so I really think that that probably carries more weight into how or why we're seeing this happen more than anything. Facebook can't capture your data and, and uh, use it anymore. You know, Google can't capture your data and use it if you're on iOS 14 or 14.5. Yeah. And so because they don't have that, it's called hash data, because they don't have that hash data anymore, they're having to find these other sources of mm. behavior to then actually quantify. Okay, okay. 
Good to know. Not to get not to get tech deep. But. No, I love it. I love it. It's good to know. It's good to know. There's some people out there who who will find that very valuable and be able to apply it for sure. Um, Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Well, listen, Caleb, this has been a great conversation. I really appreciate you sharing your knowledge. Um, if people want to reach out to you, you know, where where can they find you? What are your handles on TikTok, Facebook, and whatever else? Everybody's going to yell at me when I say I don't actively manage my personal TikTok. But uh, it's real Caleb Blair pretty much everywhere. MonkeyWrenchMarketing.com is our website. You guys can get a hold of us there. But Facebook, Instagram, uh, just like it sounds, real Caleb Blair normal douchebag uh influencer (laughs) (laughs) and also uh, i'm super active in tile money you know i'm in there all the time reading comments and uh i have a lot of really good friends that i've met through your community man that's awesome appreciate you and everything that you're doing that's really Um, cool some really good friends that i met through there and so if nothing else just make a post in tile money and tag me in it and uh We'll continue the conversation in there. Nice, nice. Well, appreciate you, Caleb. Thanks thanks for being on the show today. I appreciate you, Luke. Thanks, man. All right, Tile friends. If you want to stay in touch with all things Tile Money, subscribe to our email newsletter. We put that out every week on Thursdays, typically. Uh, you can find the link in the show notes, or you can go to tilemoney.com and subscribe. All right, Tile friends, please stay positive out there. And above all else, please, please stay profitable tile friends we'll talk to you next week